Thank you, Trey. That was so beautiful. That song just speaks to me of our scripture that's on the back of your bulletin for today that comes from the book of Psalms. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose words I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? And I love that, right? That just speaks to me of that song that, uh, that Trey just sang. And it's what we're here to learn together. It's what we're here to learn together every week. Uh, and we are in the midst of, actually at the end of, a three-week series on the School of Life. So here we are in the School of Life together. What are we learning? What are you learning in the School of Life? It's okay to get an F, Marilyn. Absolutely, right? It's okay to not get it right. Does anybody in here get it right 100% of the time? Look around. I don't see any hands up, right? And that's okay as long as we keep doing what's ours to do to the best of our ability. It's okay if we don't always get it right. So, yeah, if we're on the, in the school of life learning, it's okay to get an F. What else are you learning? No one promised fair. Oh, no one promised fair. That's a big one. I'm not even going to unpack that one. That's just too big for this right here, right now. Always do your homework, right? Always do your homework. How many of you did your homework last week? A few more hands. Good for you. Good for you. We always have to do our homework. So today, we are here to learn to always raise your hand, right? So I have a little short video to share with you. It's only about two minutes, but I want you to watch it, and I want you to see what do you resonate with, with this idea that always raise your hand. So Laverne's going to get that started for us. I feel like I'm wasting everyone's time if I ask a question that everyone else already knows the answer to. There's like that silence when everyone like stares at you, like looks back in the lecture hall at you. Like you should have known that sort of, or like that's what office hours are for. Like you don't need to be asking questions in lecture. Yeah, just if we use time during a class to ask the professor, maybe if you waste some time for the other, sort of it's harder to handle than just having other people anyway. But it's also just like. As one of the only black people in there, you feel like if you raise your hand, and everyone will be like, oh, why don't you know the answer? I guess they are. I'm afraid that this is a very simple question that everybody else can figure it out, but I can't, so I don't have to. Either formulate it, that when they call on me, I sound like really cool and smart. My English is not very good, I think, and if, they, if I say something I'm wrong, I'm just a little uh, embarrassed, so I just don't often raise my hand. More times than not, I'll not raise my hand at all. No, I'm still, it still feels like I can ask questions. Yes, I very appreciate those students who, who ask questions in my, my class because they can ask some questions which I'm the only one to ask. Like when someone asked a question that I had, um, it was just like, ooh, thank goodness I asked that question. It's sort of like you want to be a list on behalf of it. Like you could only pick the three guys. A lot of times I think they're really good questions, 
and I think it was a great to putting it out there. My questions aren't dumb questions. And it is an opportunity to help other people understand um, whatever you want understanding of that. Your contributions are like just as relevant and equal to like other peers in the class. If you don't understand, you're here at Stanford to learn. Raise your hand. Learn it. Ignore the others. Don't torture yourself. Feel free to ask your question. Anybody in here relate? I know we're not in school, right? We're not at university. But anybody relate to what they were saying? Right? So what did you relate to? What do you experience with that? Raising your hand. Yeah, Margaret. You feel silly asking questions. Yeah, Bob. I feel I might be rejected, right, if I ask the question. Marilyn. So Marilyn actually feels empowered asking questions, but not all of us do, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so sometimes the teachers themselves, the people that we're asking questions of, can make us feel awkward and like, I can't ask this question. Yeah. So we're here to talk about why it is so important to ask your questions, to raise your hand often, and to look at what are the different aspects of that, of raising your hand, because it's more than just asking questions, right? So the first piece that I want to say about that asking questions is I so love unity, because unity encourages us to ask questions. Did anybody grow up? with a situation where you were curious, maybe about these spiritual things, and you maybe asked questions, and you were told, don't ask so many questions. Anybody ever have that growing up? Sure. So unity, I just love that unity encourages us to ask questions. And not only does it encourage us to ask questions, but it encourages us to turn within and to recognize that we have the power within us to discern the answer. To our questions. So we don't necessarily have to turn to that authority that could make us feel less than or stupid or silly or whatever. We can turn to that very Christ spirit within us and discern what the answer is to our questions. So we want to ask questions. It's important. Even scripture tells us, right? Knock and the door shall be open. Ask and you shall receive. Right? But we have to ask. So that's one aspect of asking questions, raising your hand often, that I wanted to talk about. But there are other aspects beyond that that I also want to get into today of raising your hand often. Because we, most of us here, are in the school of life going about our day, but not necessarily in a classroom environment. And so you might be thinking, well, I don't really have a lot of opportunity to raise my hand and ask a question. And I came upon this wonderful commencement address that was given in 2016 that that speaks about this idea. And this was a commencement address from uh, Michigan State University. And it was given by Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha. And Mona Hanna-Atisha was the keynote speaker at that. And this is what she says. Uh, And this is in regards to the idea that the days of raising your hands to ask a question are over. She says, 
often it is easier just to stay quiet. I'm telling you, sometimes you'll need to raise your hands. She added, somewhere and at some point after graduation from this institution, you'll have a choice, an important choice, and you will need to raise your hand. Now, what she's talking about here is this idea that sometimes we have to raise our hands and speak out and bring attention to things that are uncomfortable to bring attention to. So you may not know who this is, but I'm about to tell you because it's amazing. Dr. Mona Hanna-Akisha was the pediatrician who began to speak out about the Flint water crisis. And what she was met with was resistance and ridicule, but she stayed strong. She kept asking the question. She kept raising her hand. She kept bringing attention to the situation until finally the situation could not be ignored anymore, right? And in 2016, she was named one of Time Magazine's 100 most influential people in the world because she had the courage to raise her hand and draw attention to a situation. So this, too, we have an opportunity to do, to have the courage to raise our hand and bring awareness and ask questions and challenge what the world says is is happening. We can say, wait a minute, let's stop. Let's take a look at this. And I love that one of the ways that we are doing that here at Unity Spiritual Center was in asking the question, how can we support these migrant families and children in Norwalk? And part of raising your hand often is saying, yes, yes, I will do this. And so back in July, I asked Marilyn Velkerding, who's raise your hand there, Marilyn, there she is. I said, Marilyn, would you like to help me with this? Is there something that we can do? I know we have migrant children here in the Cleveland area that surely we can support bringing attention to a situation, not politicizing it, but just how can we support these families and these children? And Marilyn said, yes. She said, yes, I will raise my hand and I will do this. And I know, Marilyn, you had no idea what you were really getting yourself into with this. All of you have been wonderful in raising your hand and saying, yes, we'll support this project. You've been bringing in toys and books and gifts for these children. You donated money for this party. We've raised like $450 for this party that we're having. So good for all of you for your yes. But here's where I want to challenge you, right? I want to challenge you deeper into that yes, deeper into raising your hand. Because quite frankly, it's pretty easy to just go to the store and buy a book and bring it in, right? Not too challenging. What if you challenged yourself even further into your yes, raising your hand? And so Marilyn is right now looking for people who will say yes to supporting that little party that we're going to have on September 30th. People that will help her to set it up. People who will help her to, with the activities that are taking place. People that will help her to clean it up. And that is encouraging you to move beyond your comfort zone of, sure, I can buy a book. To, yes, I will give my time. You can, by the way, sign up for that out at the concierge desk if you'd like. But that got me thinking that, yes, I'm willing to step out and I'm willing to move into the uncomfortable. I am willing to say yes when I'm asked. Made me think about how much I have stretched and grown and learned on this 
full of life as I have said yes to things that made me feel uncomfortable, like this might be making you feel uncomfortable. And an example of that was several years ago. I was in my last year in the field licensing program, which is the program that I went through to become ordained as a unity minister. And at that time, I got a phone call. I think this was the second or third year in a row I got this phone call. And it was from the eastern region. That was the region that my church was in. We're in the Great Lakes region here. But that was in the eastern region. And they said, Joanne, we'd love to have you come and run for the board. And the two previous years, I said, no. But this year, I said, let me take that into prayer. Now, keep in mind, I was in my final year of field licensing and doing all of that work, and I was also leading my church, and so my husband understandably said to me, what are you thinking? I mean, what are you going to get out of this? Do you ever think that when you're asked before you say yes, before you put your hand up, yes, I'll do that? Do you ever think, but what's in it for me? Well, I want to share with you what's in it for you when you say yes to moving beyond your comfort zone, when you say yes to an opportunity like that that makes you feel like inside, I don't know if I can do this. But when you say yes to it, remember Trey's song? Remember that scripture? As you center yourself in that spirit and presence and power of God and simply become aware of what's mine to do in that yes, you will be given every support that you need to become successful in your yes. You will learn so much. I learned so much by saying yes to that. And two years later, when they again called me up and said, all right, now we think it's time for you to be president. And when again, it was like, I don't know if I could do that. Again, I learned so much so that when Gary asked me after that phone call, what's in it for you? I already knew what was in it for me. And my response to him was, I will learn. I will grow. I will stretch. I will discover parts of myself that I never knew were there. And in the five years that followed, that's exactly what happened. To the point where when I heard again that I needed to apply for a position here at Unity Spiritual Center Westlake, and I thought, how am I going to do that? I'm a minister of a little 25-person church. You know, this is a huge community. How will I ever do that? But because of that work that I had done on the Eastern Region Board, I had the confidence in my ability. I knew, of course, God is there supporting me, and I believe that that experience also gave the the team that was out looking for your next right minister the confidence that I could do it as well. When you raise your hand and say yes to an opportunity, whether it's here in this community or somewhere else, when you say yes to doing something that, that makes you feel inside, like, I don't know if I can do this, that's exactly the thing that you say yes to. And then you watch how beautifully your life unfolds in ways that you could never have imagined because you raised your hand and said yes. This is what saying yes is. Moving forward into that understanding. So, in another couple of weeks, you know, the nominating team is going to be approaching some of you members and saying, hey, have you thought about serving on the board of trustees? And your response when you're feeling that inside is going to be, yes, let me pray about it. Right? Because you never know what next door is going to open to you on the school of life 
as you simply say yes again and again and again. I could say so much more about raising your hand often because I have seen the power of that in my life. The power of getting to a deeper understanding. The power of moving beyond judgment. The power when somebody is pushing you and your defenses come up and you want to just defend away to just pause and take a breath and recognize here again is an opportunity to stretch and grow. And I can get defensive or I can raise my hand and ask a question. Anybody ever get told that unity is a cult? Now, we can in that moment, right, Bob? We can in that moment get defensive and push back about it. But what would it be like if instead we took a breath, raised our hand, and simply asked for clarification? Tell me, what about unity do you think makes us a cult? Share with me some more about your understanding of unity so I can hear what you know. And then maybe, just maybe, if you listen to somebody else, give them an opportunity to share, ask your questions. Maybe, just maybe, they'll be open when you say, now can I tell you a little bit about my experience of unity? Or whatever the situation is in your life, right? Raise your hand often. Ask questions. Say yes. Are you all willing to work with this idea this week? Time to do your homework again, right? There's always homework. If you come on a Sunday and I don't give you homework, I know I have not done my job, right? So here's, here's our homework this week. Sometimes we hold back in speaking our truth. Anybody ever do that? Think about those kids in the video, right? If I speak it out, what I believe, what will they think? Will, they, will I be wrong? Will they make fun of me? Will I be ridiculed? Will I be rejected? Will I be not loved? All of those things that come up within us. Well, this week, we're getting over those things. We're going to have the courage to raise our hand and to move forward. And we're going to become aware of every opportunity to speak our truth. So how do you do that? Very simple, maybe not easy. So we're going to stop by remembering to take a breath. Remember the scripture that says, I can trust God. I don't have to be afraid. So I'm going to take that breath and I'm going to center once more in that spirit of God that is within me. And I'm going to invite that spirit of God to speak through me. So here's what we typically do. When we're in those situations, we're already planning ahead. What are we going to say? Planning ahead. How am I going to rebut this, right? But not this week. We're going to get so firm in our truth. We're going to get so centered in God. And then we're going to invite God to speak through us. Then you don't have to, you know, scripture conversations ahead of time. So we're going to invite God to speak through us. And we're going to speak it in love. We're going to speak it in humility. But we're going to speak it honestly. And we're going to speak it out. And in that, we're going to let go of any worry, fear, or doubt about how it will be received. Can you do that with me this week? All right, raise your hand. Yes, I'm going to do it. All right, I love that. And I'm going to check with you. You know I am. Marilyn. You know, easy stuff, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, say yes to that. Thank you. Together, 
together. We can move through this school of life in a way that we are always learning, always growing, always deepening in our our understanding of not only who I am, but who you are, and meeting each other in that place. So thank you for joining me. God bless.